Welcome to our worship from Seal Church, led by me, Canon Anne Labar. The hymn which ends the service is sung by the choristers of St Martin in the Fields. During the season of Christmas and Epiphany, we remember that Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. His name reminds us that even though we may be separated from one another, we are united in God, who holds us all in his hands. And so we pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for Epiphany Sunday O God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may at last behold your glory face to face, through Jesus Christ your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, for surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I have become a servant, according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the Church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places." This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. 
for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews, the wise men ask? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. That phrase, pay homage, comes three times in this story. Herod uses it, although we know he's lying. And then finally, at the end of the story, the wise men find the child they've been looking for, and we're told that they knelt down and paid him homage, as they give him their gold and frankincense and myrrh. But what does it mean? Often we use this phrase just to suggest admiration. The New Year's Honours list pays homage to people whose service we want to recognise, for example. But it's a phrase which came to us originally from the medieval world of knights in shining armour, who had to pay homage to their lord, kneeling before him to swear loyalty. The hom in homage comes from the Latin word for a person, homo. When a knight paid homage to his lord, he was pledging his service to him, putting himself, life and limb, into his hands. He was saying, I'm your man. I belong to you. Where you tell me to go, I'll go. If you tell me to do something, I'll do it. So in the Gospels, when the wise men see a new star in the sky, which they believe is the sign that the long-promised Jewish Messiah has been born, and they come to pay homage to him, they aren't just coming out of curiosity or respect. They're coming because they want to be part of his kingdom. The kingdom they've read about in the Old Testament prophecies, a kingdom of peace and justice. They want to be Christ's men. They're declaring their allegiance, declaring who will rule their lives from now on. But theirs isn't the only homage being paid in this story. There are others who show whose people they are by the way they act, who they're siding with. I've always been fascinated by the role of King Herod's scribes in this story. They know that something important has happened. Visitors have arrived in Jerusalem, claiming that a new king has been born. Whether the scribes believe it or not, they should be sitting up and taking notice if they're at all serious about their study of the Hebrew scriptures. After all, they even know where this is supposed to be happening. Bethlehem, that's where he'll be, they say to Herod when he asks. 
Yet not one of them goes to Bethlehem to check it out. Do you know how far it is from Jerusalem to Bethlehem? It was about five miles or so, a morning's walk. But they stay right where they are, in Jerusalem, with Herod. They have to. They're Herod's men. He's the one they pay homage to. It's his wishes they fall into line with, his words they obey, his view of reality that they've bought into. Perhaps they've done so out of fear, or perhaps they've been seduced by promises of status and wealth. Whichever it is, they've decided that they'd rather stay on the right side of the devil they know than risk looking for the Messiah they don't. It's a story that's both ancient and modern. It could have come from the court of any tyrant in history, or the boardrooms of any business run by a domineering boss, or the entourage of a celebrity with too much power and wealth for their own good. The dynamics at work in this story have been amply illustrated this week as, as the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell came to its conclusion. She chose to throw in her lot with the abusive Jeffrey Epstein, enabling his abuse as she groomed and trafficked young teenage girls for him and his wealthy and powerful friends. And all those around them decided not to see, not to hear, not to challenge, not to report. They all paid Epstein homage. They declared themselves to be his men and women by doing this. And once you're in that sort of world, it's very difficult to get out. Sleep with dogs, wake up with fleas, as the saying goes. Part of the tragedy of the story of tyrants like Herod or abusers like Epstein and Maxwell is that in the end it all seems so pointless and joyless. However much fun there was to be had at the parties, and I put the word fun in inverted commas, however much glitz and glamour there is in this sort of world, it all comes threaded through with fear. The fear of discovery, the fear of repercussions, the fear of losing your place in the charmed circle if you step out of line. The sordid story of Maxwell and Epstein was, for me, cast into even more starker light because it came in the same week as the death of Archbishop Desmond Tutu. The contrast couldn't be greater. Tutu had no power or status or wealth and never sought them either. He was born into a poor family in a, color, a country where the colour of his skin meant that the dice would always be loaded against him. And yet his life was rich with all the things that matter, with love, respect, and most of all with joy. While the wealthy people who populated Epstein's parties rejoiced in their power, Tutu said, We are fragile creatures, and it's from this weakness, not despite it, that we discover the possibility of true joy. He added, If you're setting out to be joyful, you're not going to end up being joyful. You're going to find yourself turned in on yourself. It's like a flower. You open, you blossom, really because of other people. That's a quote from the book he wrote jointly with the Dalai Lama called The Book of Joy. Tutu famously championed the philosophy that's called Ubuntu, an idea that's summed up in the phrase, a person is a person through other people. It says that the essence of being human 
is recognising that we're connected to one another and that what we do affects others just as their actions affect us. For Desmond Tutu, Ubuntu was at the heart of his faith. His commitment to loving connection with others was rooted in and informed by his decision to pay his homage to Christ, to put his life into the hands of the child in the manger, the man on the cross. In Christ, he saw the God who commits himself to and connects himself with humanity, being born, suffering and dying with us. If God so loves us, how can we not love one another? If God is one of us, how can we not be one with each other? If God holds us all in his hands, surely we need to hold one another in our hands too. And if all that's true, then how can we discriminate, oppress and hate one another? The story of the wise men, the story of Desmond Tutu, the story of Maxwell and Epstein all remind us that who we are is shaped in large part by whose we are, to whom or to what we pay homage. Herods can come in many forms, but whenever we find ourselves giving a great deal of time or energy to something, allowing it to rule our lives in some way that feels unhealthy, we need to ask, is this a Herod? Is it something genuinely worthwhile? Or is it something which draws me to it out of greed or fear? Jobs and hobbies can claim more of us than they should, turning from occupations to obsessions. Ideas and philosophies, including religion, can become tyrants too. Roles which give us status can end up being allowed to define who we are and what we feel we're worth. But the story of the wise men tells us that there is one to whom we can rightly pay homage. There is one to whom we can rightly give our allegiance and our life. There is one who will take and use the gold, frankincense and myrrh we bring him, those symbols of our resources of time and talents, for our good and the good of the world. Paying homage to him, putting our lives in his hands, will lead us to joy that nothing can take away. Amen. And so we bring our prayers to God. And we pray together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you.